0: Welcome to Hank's Place, Thanksgiving extended edition. Here at Hank's Place, we thank God for his faithfulness, his loving kindness, his grace and mercies that abound toward us, and much more. God makes promises, awesome promises, and God keeps his promises. And we are thankful, for with our God, nothing is impossible. Like many Christians and right-to-lifers, righteousness-seekers, I had believed Trump would be reelected in a landslide. So these days from November 4th till now have been difficult ones for me and maybe for you too. Our eyes and our ears have, <laughs> have been seeing and hearing some very different reports than what we had believed would happen. For months on my morning walks, I had been praying, Lord, raise up the righteous, cast down the wicked from scripture. And I felt the Lord had told me not to worry that this nation was in his capable hands and that Trump was a kind of Cyrus of old, being used by God for restoration purposes, Isaiah 45, 1. So like David did in 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, I went into God's word to gather my strength. Here's what I found. Exodus 4 uh, and all the way up to chapter 15 Moses appears to the children of Israel and declares, God has sent me to drain the swamp, be Nile. He has sent me to make Israel great again. At first, it was pretty cool. I mean, duels between Moses and Pharaoh. It got bad for Israel, but worse for Egypt. And then suddenly Israel was set free. Oh, wait a minute. There's Pharaoh's army, the best in the world, pursuing them, hunting them down in the Red Sea in front of them, they're not free. They're doomed. God has failed them. Moses was all wrong. <clears throat> no, wait a minute. That wasn't the last chapter. All this happened so that God would be glorified, a deliverance in which man could not take credit. God parting the Red Sea and destroying Egypt. And then I read of King Jehoshaphat of Judah in Second Chronicles 19 and 20. He instituted marvelous reforms like Trump. He appointed righteous judges in the land, like Trump. He instructed them to fear God, not man, and not to take a bribe. And what happened? The Moabites, the Ammonites, and the Midianites came in vast numbers to destroy Judah. Jehoshaphat sought the Lord, who advised him not to be afraid, for the battle was not Jehoshaphat's, but the Lord's. Stand firm and see the salvation of God. Then I read King Hezekiah, um, Isaiah 36 and 37. The Assyrians had come up to destroy Judah. The commander issued many discouraging words. Lies, but very discouraging to little Judah. Hope was evaporating. It appeared that all was lost. Hezekiah instructed the people not to answer the Assyrians. Now, perhaps you've been silent also while the Bidenites and the Baalites. And others have ridiculed and mocked and threatened you. Hezekiah went to God via the prophet Isaiah. And God's response? It will not turn out the way it appears. When the dust cleared, we find Judah standing and the enemy nowhere to be found. Oh, and 185,000 Assyrians <laughs> annihilated in the meantime. And what about Mordecai, Esther, and Haman in the book of Esther. Haman, a leader, was incensed when Mordecai would not bow down to him. Haman plotted to kill not only Mordecai but all the Jews and do it deceitfully by the hand of the king. Intrigue and scheming in the highest of places. But Esther was born for such a time as this, Esther 4.14. And the ultimate outcome was not the slaughter of Jews or Christians or those who believe in the rights of the unborn today, it was just the opposite. The plans of the wicked fell upon the wicked. But it didn't happen immediately. There was a period of time uh, that passed first in order for all the wicked to be found out. And it was then that God acted. Could today be such a time as this? And what about Jesus who went about doing good, healing all those bound by the devil? Acts 10.38. He did only good, yet religious and political leaders wanted him dead, taken out, because he did not submit to them. He didn't play their game. He was draining their swamp. The conspiracy worked, and Jesus was put to death, and along with his death went the hopes and dreams of his followers, or so it seemed. Do you remember Jesus' words to those disciples on the Emmaus Road? O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was not all this necessary for God's mighty, awesome miracle to take place? Luke 24, 24 and 5. So could all that we are experiencing simply be necessary for God's mighty deliverance and will to become manifest? Are we simply slow of heart to believe? Don't you see? we are being given the opportunity to believe God just as the men and women of faith did in Scripture. My friend, these are truly amazing days. I like the response of the three Hebrew children facing the fiery furnace of King Nebuchadnezzar, found in Daniel 3, 16-18. Biden, uh, media, corrupt politicians, tech moguls, we don't need to give you an answer to this question. If the God we serve exists, then he can rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire. And he can rescue us from your power to touch us. But even if he does not rescue us, we want you to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the gold statue of corruption that you set up. My friend, rejoice now in what's about to come from our faithful God come alive